What's good? You're listening to Wasted Radio. My name is Matt, and today I have the first episode of the Easter weekend double feature, which is the tradition that I'm starting here on Wasted Radio. So uh, on Easter weekend, you're going to get two episodes. Why? Number one, because we have to celebrate the beautiful change of the season. The sun is shining. The air is crisp. You definitely want to be outside this weekend. And number two... Because you have a little extra time, so I'm going to give you a little extra content. I'm more than happy to do that. We have a music episode, and we have an interview episode that's coming at you. And in the interview episode, that's this one, I'm interviewing Isaac Weishaupt, who is a, wow, he's a podcaster, he's an author, a researcher, a writer, he hosts a show called Conspiracy Theory and Unpopular Culture, he's a really interesting dude, and right about now you're probably asking yourself, yo, Matt, this is a hardcore podcast, what does this guy have anything to do with hardcore? Nothing, and that's okay, if you go back to episode 21, where I took a little break from this show, and I came back kind of talking about how, you know, I wanted to focus on hardcore, but I wanted to diversify a little bit, because... You know, every now and then you need a little bit of an ear break. If this episode is not for you, that's completely okay. But this episode is great. And it's one you're going to want to check out. Isaac is smart. He's well-researched. He's logical and he's nonpartisan. The content that he presents uh, is super interesting. It's in-depth. It has to do with the occult and just weirdo stuff that people like he and I like. We got along great. Isaac, big ups to you, man. Super, super thankful that you came on the show. Much respect. Um, you know, this is somebody that I've been listening to for a number of years, as we'll talk about, I've always been into, you know, the kookier topics. Anybody that knows me knows this, but you know, aliens and Bigfoot and government conspiracies and you know, all that, all of the above, I find it fascinating. You should see my bookshelf, but that's neither here nor there. I'm not the topic of conversation here. I want to get into the interview. This is my interview with Isaac Weishaupt. Thanks for checking it out. What's good? You're here on Wasted Radio with me, Matt. I've got Isaac Weishaupt. What's going on, Isaac? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on your show. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'll tell you what, um, just a a brief intro real quick for anybody that's listening right now. Um, You know, this might not be your bag. This might not be your cup of tea or something that you're even uh, you've even ever checked out. Most people hear something like a topic like conspiracy theory or symbolism or the occult or whatever, and they automatically think that it's kookyville and they fucking turn and run. And, you know, I, I have always had an interest in these weird topics, everything ranging from, um, you know, aliens to Crowley to Luciferianism to, you know, whatever. This guy, I've been following him for years. He he is well researched. He's smart. He's went to the same college that I did. That's interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that he is a valuable asset uh, coming on the show. And also when I messaged him, I said, hey, I cover hardcore. And he was like, oh, you mean like minor threat? Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page here. Isaac, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's great. Great <laughs> intro. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's funny. You, you, you talked about if the audience may be interested in these topics or not. And there used to be a time when a lot of people were not interested in these topics, but uh, the events of 2020, uh, a lot of people warmed up to, to uh, conspiracy theory talk. And it's interesting because over the years, you know, cause I've been, I've been researching and, and, you know, my journey has been researching, blogging, writing books, podcasting youtube videos and feeling the wrath of the censorship and banning from all of the above and it's interesting because the censorship was actually in place before the events of 2020 and you know coordinated or not no idea obviously how would i know but it really is interesting because i got banned off of youtube in 2016 or 17 i'm not sure uh but it's interesting how it seemed like there was a an agenda to control narratives and sort of limit what kind of speech could happen on various platforms, social media and all that. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, I so just a quick observation real quick. Um, I don't know if you can sympathize with me on this or not. You were into this stuff pre Donald Trump era. Yes. Do you think that 
the political narrative, the the mainstream political narrative kind of got in the way. Oh, 100%. What what people like you were trying to do. And it kind of, you know, when I saw and it was probably 2015 when I saw the Q stuff start popping up. I was like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to lead to a good place or not. And then I feel like. And, and I don't want to I don't want to make this the topic of conversation, obviously, but I, I feel like people like you and creators like you might get a bad rap because of this kind of merging with this evangelic evangelism that kind of got into that community. Do you do you do you sympathize with what I'm saying here? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's all these all of these topics in conspiracyville here it, they're all maddening they're all rabbit holes within rabbit holes and it's really difficult to discern what the real truth is behind any of this um to speak on the the political stuff that happened it was really interesting because if you look at the roots of oh boy yeah how do we how do we talk about this without it dominating the full time yeah I, I know i mean that's that's <laughs> the thing and that's and and let's be honest that's what um that's the intention of that you know it's this all-encompassing thing that kind of overwhelms the topic and distracts you from actually talking about the meat and bones of the the message that you're trying to convey yes yeah and and there was a i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to miss large swaths of the ideas here, but it's interesting because when, you know, around, uh, I might, I might have the dates off a little bit around 2015, 2016, when the, and I'm going to carefully choose my words so you don't get <laughs> deplatformed. It the, is what it is. <laughs> the emails that were released through Wiki, uh, uh, WikiLeaks about pizza and handkerchiefs and all that weird stuff. When those first released, it was really bizarre timing and it was a really, politically timed event yeah um now right or wrong true or false not my place to make that call lots of weird things came out from those emails and i thought i read them and, and i thought well that really is bizarre what the heck is going on because they're clearly using coded language for something and the conspiracy filled in the blank with all of the uh stuff about abusing children and stuff which is a legit theory i mean look at penn state right we're we're, we're alumni uh, here i i was gonna bring that up you know <laughs> i i remember i remember being in my early 20s and standing uh in state college at sheets behind graham spanier mm. um and now like looking back it's so weird how they had a literal conspiracy of child trafficking or child abuse i don't i don't really know if it was trafficking or not it seems like it was but definitely abuse that was being covered up and one of the guys at the highest level of that was standing within arm's reach of me and it's yeah. just it's strange to kind of come to that real reality i mean i agree with you with the emails and everything um with that kind of stuff you know you do always have to leave room for dissonance and you know this could or could not be i mean like there's probably going to be people that are listening to this and like you fucking idiot you know what they were saying but you know i mean i don't know you know what i'm trying to get out here it, yeah. it's you you have to leave that room you got to think critically you also have to give people the benefit of the doubt they don't know these people personally if you would have told me that graham spanier and jerry sandusky were covering up uh, a child abuse ring I would have never believed you. I would have been like, come on, man, I go to that school. Like there's no bullshit going on. It's like, yeah, it seems absurd. And, and the truth, the reality is the sad reality is it doesn't matter which political party they, you know, if you look at the Franklin cover up in the nineties, that was a right wing ordeal with banks and stuff and mm -hmm. credit unions. And, you know, both parties have got some guilt to share, but what had happened in the conspiracy world was it turned in so, so the emails drop most of the world looks at this stuff and says well that is weird i wonder what's going on and the mainstream media sources and snopes and all that they insist on just being like oh this is wacky doodle conspiracy talk mm -hmm. but most people who looked twice at this stuff said okay i could see how it's wacky doodle conspiracy talk but what are they really talking about why don't we ask 
these questions and instead they dismiss it and that creates this sort of much like me getting banned off of youtube it creates this sort of splinter in the mind of saying well this doesn't really add up why would this happen unless there really is a conspiracy that they're covering up and that seeded a whole bunch of crazy stuff a whole storm of things um a lot of people distrusting traditional institutions and donald trump came in as the outsider but what's very strange if you dig into the whole donald trump story you uh, i interviewed a guy professor ben Professor Ben Teitelbaum, he had a book called War for Eternity I had read in 2020. Mm -hmm. And it's all about Steve Bannon and who was uh, Trump's campaign manager, right? Yeah. And yeah. Steve Bannon embraced this philosophy called traditionalism, which long story short, you look the at Dugan stuff from the from Alexander the, Dugan. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Ties into a Russian name, Alexander Dugan. And there's this sort of occult belief system about bringing about a new age of, you know, a perfected man. But of course, theirs is a very sort of fascist alt-right sort of vision, handmaid's tale kind of fantasy. Yeah. And, you know, there's and, and for some reason, well, not for some reason, for decent enough reasons, a lot of conspiracy truthers, I, I call it the uh, the truther to alt-right pipeline. A lot of them grabbed onto it and said, well, Trump's our guy. He's the guy speaking out against it. And there was a lot of conspiracies about whether or not that was true or not. You know, I'm still waiting for the arrest to happen. I'm still waiting for the 13 days of darkness that came <laughs> promoted. You know, none of that stuff's going to happen. And that, and that's kind of like, I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm some kind of Nostradamus, but like, I knew it from the get go. It's like, dude, these are all politically affiliated and tied people and they're not going to sell each other out. This is not going to happen. There's no political solution here of these occult, dark arts people that are into this weirdo stuff and i think a lot of people are you know looking into all these conspiracy topics nowadays and you know the trump thing is so bizarre if you look at the because because my forte more is studying the occult religions i don't i don't get into politics for uh, sure yeah the wasted futile effort well and uh, that's that's why i brought up the q thing because i feel yeah. like when you when you have that um, you know, you want to focus on the the occult, which has nothing, almost nothing to do with arguably you could involve it in politics somehow, but has almost nothing to do with politics. And exactly like somebody like you who's trying to do that gets derailed, like people lump you into the same category as this goofball that like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I I read some of the well i followed the q posts at the very beginning when i first found them and then i started seeing these little things that i was like wait a second wait a second this is this is a political thing yeah yeah there's there's a lot of weirdness around it and i think uh if you the part of the whole story that interests me is the whole meme magic idea uh when you look at the the for a lot of people that don't understand what the occult is occult of course is a latin word that means hidden and what we're talking about is a, a hidden esoteric doctrine of a philosophy that supposedly the, you know, the quote unquote Illuminati subscribe to. And it comes in many different forms and names and shapes and sizes. But the basic idea that you a common thread you find is that they all believe in a few basic ideas. One is the idea of magic in the sense of creating changes in our world according to what their desires are which segues into man becoming god they think that man can become god in his own right and this and, and you know there's lots of little side tangential rabbit holes this goes down like it goes into the uh the doctrines of gnosticism and the idea that we're living in a simulation world which you know elon musk and these guys are talking about uh, but the, the but some of the key principles of this occult philosophy include, you know, ritual magic. It includes man becoming God, and it includes this idea that these elites are the chosen ones. And and from there, you know, you get a little bit of prosperity gospel ideas that, that fit into this nicely. Of well, you know, God blessed you with all these riches, uh, therefore you must be doing something right. And therefore, if you're a poor person, it's because you did something wrong. And the elites sort of have to put us in our place. And that's where you get into this great reset talk about, 
you know, allocating natural resources and, and surveillance, which obviously we're all subjected to at heavy amounts over the last 20 years. Uh, it, it all fits together pretty nicely if you look at what, like a lot of people get into the political agendas of it, of like, oh, they just want to control us. And to me, I don't think it just, I don't think it, there's not a good motive behind that besides, you know, I agree just, with that. It seems like a burden. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it seems like a burden. Great, great, uh, great thought there. It's, but to me, I think there's a higher calling to these people. And that's why I keep sticking with the, you know, the occult doctrines and philosophy and research and, uh, and, and not to mention all the symbolism. I mean, the symbolism is like off the charts. People, you know, YouTube's banning all those videos talking about symbolism for a reason because I, I think it's, uh, the true language of the the occult dark artists here well and i agree with you and to bring this like for anybody that might still who's still listening um might still not be on board with exactly what you're saying um or what we're talking about here the they that that isaac's referring to is you know um not i mean these organizations and these these i, I don't know if they're full religions or sub-religions or cults or whatever what have you they do exist um gnosticism uh kabbalah or kabbalah however you choose to say it um thelema you know the the list of these kinds of uh religions and organizations goes on and you can look into this idea i'm not even necessarily an, an opponent of these ideas in so far as to say they magic in the in this term means to manipulate the the physical world around you to create a desired result we do that every single day when you know we do simple things in our life like put a t-shirt on in the morning you will that into the material universe but the things that you're talking about kind of have a bit more of a sinister intent and uh, and yeah there's a there's um I agree with you in the sense that I don't, I try to at least come off that I'm not condemning the occult practices. I think there's actually a lot of good ideas in some of the occult teachings and stuff that I read. I think um, you've been very fair. I think, okay, good. You, and I think you have, I, I mean, I, like I said, I've listened to you for a long time and I think you've been very discerning and you've been critical, but you've also been fair because um, you're, you're always you you have a good habit of um relaying that you're trying your best to stay neutral and apolitical and you know observe things objectively um and i also think that that shows through really well when you speak about symbolism yeah it, it's uh well thank you yeah that's that's good because i feel like if i and it's hard because i try to insert my opinion into things um a little bit, but I also don't want to turn people off that might learn a thing or two about what could be really happening. And it's a lot of nature of reality talk. And there is, to give an example, there's a book about a satanic group called the order of nine angles. There's a book called infernal magic. And they, they have a really good definition of the purpose for symbols and symbolism. I'm going to read it to you here. It's a, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. According to this theory, the magician utilizes signs and symbols as part of a communication process with the phenomenon she wishes to understand or affect and assigns meaning to the phenomenon that become known to her. Sigils do not, no, sorry, sigils do need to be properly implanted into the subconscious as part of creating this necessary space between action and the ability of the sigil. To, to continue to work below the level of conscious thought. And I think that's what, you know, you look at marketing and Edward Bernays and corporate America, and there's obviously a very, a very uh, keen interest in manipulating Americans for the purpose of taking our dollars, right? Oh, it's fascinating. it's fascinating. Yeah. Diamonds, it's fascinating. The diamonds, the bacon and eggs, the... Yeah. The Edward, Edward Bernays rabbit hole for anybody that's interested. He's I mean, he's a marketing genius, um, but, you know, also kind of a sinister guy. Yeah. And, and all these all these all these sort of thought leaders and, and it seems like, you know, I, I was watching Jordan Maxwell's. He's got a whole series on symbolism on Gaia. He passed away. He, 
yeah he did he just unfortunately yeah and he has a whole episode about and i haven't fact checked any of this yet i gotta dig into it but i guess you know you know the united states of america at some point in our history became a a corporation the the united states corporation and um it's interesting because corporation it means to uh to incarnate like um it means uh to corporeal uh to 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 have a spirit and it's almost like we look at corporations as if they're actual spirits or actual sort of people they're entities right they even call sure. it like an llc they'll call it an entity mm-hmm. and in america it's all about doing magic through marketing and stuff the the will of the stockholder gets placed at a certain premium and these thought leaders these guys that are you know the top the 0.1% or whatever they have studied the powers of the mind and stuff and and these are ideas that most people don't ever even consider they live their whole lives just you know showing up and doing their thing staying on the hamster wheel which is which is fine you know i ignorance sure. is bliss i i kind of wish i could just be as simple as oh i just go to work and then watch football and like i wish i could just leave all this crap alone because it's maddening but they it is that (laughs) they study a lot (laughs) it's maddening the they study a lot of how the mind works through carl jung and you know carl jung was a a, an occultist himself and all this stuff it flows back there's a thread that goes all the way back to before christ to pythagoras in greece he was synthesizing a lot of these occult doctrines and teachings you know sacred geometry and all this stuff and it's it seems pretty clear that all of these teachings have sort of went underground and been relayed some some through oral tradition and there's a keen interest in making sure we don't understand it which is why i feel like people like me um ran into problems here and there between youtube and vimeo and uh, i can't think of the other ones i got kicked off shadow banned off of google search results and Jesus um <laughs> yeah you know what's funny is i used to get back in the you, you said 2015 back in like um i started the blog in 2011 and i was writing really crampy articles they weren't even good and over the, the first couple of years i refined it to focus more on conspiracy talk and the articles started started getting a little bit bigger a little more in depth until I wrote my first book in like 2013, I think I wrote the first book. And um, it was interesting because any sort of topic, I used to be the first search result on Google. If you typed in, you know, Katy Perry Illuminati, Lady Gaga Illuminati, Lady Gaga symbolism, like those, which were the hot topics back then. Sure. Um, If you type those, I was always the first search result. So I used to get so much web traffic, like it was insane. I was I peaked out at half a million page views a month and uh, around 2015, I think that was. And then something happened. They changed the algorithm and they do that. They, they do that periodically. Sure. And I worked like hell to try to figure out like, why am I showing up? Like some of my stuff doesn't even show up. Like people will steal my, or the, they would steal my content and they would show up on the first page. I'd show up on page five. And I, hi- I mean, I spent, thousands yeah. of dollars on seo experts trying to look at my website and they, and they all came to the same conclusion of i don't know why but google's got a thing out for you uh it's in the algorithm i could i don't i can't help you here <laughs> and it it's it's really interesting because um they um they they basically turn the screws and make it so that now for instance, like if you typed in MTV Video Music Awards Illuminati symbolism, if you typed in that, I used to be like number one. And now I don't exist, but MTV and like some other major websites, they'll show up on the first page, but their articles will always be some kind of some kind of lighthearted joke about it. Or sure. I mean it's yeah, something it's like, that makes you look silly. It's like a bait and switch almost. And that's why, like, in hindsight, over the past 10 years. Oh, and then, by the way, I took, I don't, for the listeners, I took down all my articles. I got sued um, last year. I was going to ask you about that. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I got sued. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Because, like, back in the blogging days, you know, it's just a blog. I, I would 
talk about subjects and, and find images online and use those to cert, you know, support the, the, the research that I was talking about, you know, like a fair use sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, this law firm reached out to me and, 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 uh, sent me this email about how, you know, I'm violating some whatever. And I called them cause I was like, this can't be right. I this is in 2021, I believe okay. I called them and they were mean as hell on the phone. I was like, Oh man, these guys are not playing. So I called my lawyer. I said, Hey man, this is some bullshit. Like I found a, I mean, this is the internet. Hello. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not like I'm selling artwork of someone's photo. Right. Weird. Anyway, he called them and we went back and forth and eventually I had to settle and I, I paid a big old check and, and I didn't have to take down all my articles, but I felt like there was blood in the water at that point. Yeah. And I was like, man, I can't face some massive lawsuit on 2000 articles. So unfortunately I removed all the articles, uh, which is fine because like I said, Google removed me from the search results, but um, it's just interesting. The, the level of harassment that I get, over being a pretty rational, even killed guy when dude, I've got, checked them all. I've checked them all out. Isaac. Like I believe, oh, really? like uh, through the years. Yeah, man. Like if, if like conspiracy content creators or anything in the realm, I've probably, I mean, I, I've been pretty broad in my searches and you are leaps and bounds outside of crazy, especially compared to, some of the shit that's out there, you know, that, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And, yeah. And I, I used to consume a lot more, um, you know, back in the day before I started blogging, like 20, 2009, 2010, I would listen to uh higher side chats, Freeman fly. It's a great um, show. Yeah. And they're both really good. Like, and the, yeah. And, and I just, I haven't got into conspiracy shows in a while. Um, there's a handful that I really like that do a really good job. Um, William Ramsey, he's he's putting on great content. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's turned the afterburners on, man. That guy's like pumping out podcasts. He does really good too now. Yeah. Um, but the uh yeah, the conspiracy world is a is a dicey realm, and I don't I don't have a problem. You know, truthers are, are very tricky people. I, I don't have a problem with some with them exactly, but it's not my cup of tea. Like I don't want to. I don't want to listen to something that gets me riled up because like, I don't need that. And I feel like most people don't want that either, unless you're a certain kind of person that likes getting riled up. But I'm like, dude, there's, there's enough like pain and sorrow and suffering <laughs> and regular living that yeah. I don't need to be this another source to get people's anxiety levels up, which is funny because, you know, when I was, when I started this truther thing, it used to be, we were real heavy on the narrative of, uh, look, the mainstream media is bad because they're always instilling fear in you. And yeah. now it's completely 180. And now like the, all the truthers are is like this, this incessant doom and gloom of, mm -hmm. you know, there's this enemy out there. We got to fight. And it's like, holy moly, what happened? Like you guys are the ones selling yeah. the fear now. I know. No, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, it, it, and, and the media hasn't ceased by the way, too. Right. Well. Yeah. So, so now <laughs> like going too. exactly. So like if you're in the mainstream or you look for alternative sources or anything like that, we live in such a weird time where, I mean, if I'm going to consume content like that, I'm looking for something that doesn't have that element to it. Um, and a lot of the things that you do in your content uh, mostly concern symbol signs and symbols and what they mean and you know the origins of them how they're being used what they may be being used to convey which isn't always necessarily sinister um and you know uh you had mentioned like back in the day when you started doing um the the like lady gaga and Katy perry type shit was like really popular and the that stuff uh super bowl halftime show stuff like that i think that those live event um breakdowns were probably what got me into your content. I, I don't remember exactly where I found you, but um, I think it was probably looking for stuff that covered the symbolism in the live events. And I was curious, since you've been following it for so long, to what extent do you think that a lot of these artists employ these signs and symbols in their performances and in their videos and things like that now, more so for marketing than anything? Because it's, oh, man, that's you tough. know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to tell. 
because yeah. there was a day when nobody was paying attention to this stuff necessarily. You know, there fewer people understood uh, Gnostic symbolism and, and stuff like that. And now you see it all the time. You know, it's very popular. Yeah, there's there's definitely an element of are these people doing the symbolism because they're occultists or are they doing it because they know it gets people talking? Exactly. Um, it's really hard to say. I mean, Charlie XCX, she's been pushing some weird symbolism lately. And, but, you know, who who knows? Um, I think some of them like how it gives them this this dark mystique of sorts. Sure. Um, you know, it's it's it. But there's also this idea that this the idea of symbolism and, and evoking these symbols and such they you know this is something that's gone back for a long long time so it's possible that a little bit of all all of the above is happening mm -hmm. um you know the, the the symbols work on an unconscious level and and it could be like like for instance i used to talk about i think the video that got me banned from youtube was me talking about ariana grande's video uh, i think it was called like i am the mother or something like that and I was talking about how she's employing a lot of the the symbolism of the goddess, which was seen in various cultures and mythologies. If you read through uh, uh, like the Golden Bow, they talk about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. and was, there, was there a bathtub in that video? <laughs> they, there might have been. I don't they know. They didn't put her in the bathtub yet. <laughs> no, that's like some of the more bizarre stuff you start talking. It's very about strange. That. It's yeah. very strange. You know. Um, no, but but, it, but it, it reappears it reoccurs and you see it in multiple yeah. places yeah the bathtub thing is so weird and, and um let, let me tell the listeners in case they're curious is there's kind of a weird few examples we could point out and you know the bathtub in terms of occultism in witchcraft it's it's considered a cleansing ritual um some some ideas presented are that the bathtub is the cleansing ritual one must take before the goddess passes over to the other dimension almost like a sacrificial rite. so when whitney houston died in the bathtub that was a big shocking to do right like that was a, that was a whole whole event and that was weird enough but you know it happens right people die in bathtubs and you know you fast forward what was it a couple years and her daughter bobby christina also dies in a bathtub and it's like what are the odds of that that's very bizarre yeah <laughs> and then and then you add into many personal testimonies of her friends and family that said Bobby Christina was terrified of bathtubs because of the way her mother died. And it's just like it's just really bizarre. And then you look and, and there's all kinds of symbolism behind both events um, that points to some weird stuff going on. And then you look at Kim Kardashian. And when she was in, I think it was in Paris, when she was at that hotel with her jewelry and, and bodyguards, the celebrity hotel that has no video camera surveillance, apparently, mm -hmm. she got robbed. And the, the burglars, I remember when it first happened, I read in one article about how the burglars put her in the bathtub, like taped her hands and threw her in the bath. Now, like, I don't think it was full of water, mm -hmm. but they threw her in the bathtub and like were threatening her and stole her stuff, whatever. But then almost every other article beyond the one that I recalled did not say that they just sure. said that they subdued her. And I, and I always was like, well, that's really weird. And then, you know, fast forward to just a few months ago, a year ago, maybe the, the burglar or the robber, he actually wrote a book and he, and he, and he confirms in the book that he put her in the bathtub so okay and of course of course you found it <laughs> well, yeah because like i'm kind of neurotic about things sometimes because i'm like well did that really happen or not and then it turns out it did are you you're and, you're you're the meme of the guy connecting the strings <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah 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 I know you're well can about. i ask you can i ask you then so for yeah. for the discerning listener who has made it this far into the show that is is maybe going okay the bathtub what whatever like what message is trying to be conveyed by that you got whitney bobby christina kim kardashian obviously so there's several 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 other examples of this what what's that is that plot to take over the world what like where's that what does that lead to i think that 
the let's say there's an Illuminati or whatever. I think that they would do these things to appease the gods, uh, much like the, the the old time pagan, you know. So it's an rituals. homage. Yeah, it's an homage. I, I think that they for sure believe in some kind of you know cosmos entities sort of vibe and they use this as a threat that's that's why kanye went crazy like the day after the the uh the bathtub thing happened his first show after she got robbed he went on this rant about all this crazy stuff going on in the world and that's when he had his mental breakdown and they they 51 50 him into the same hospital where they did some mk ultra stuff in in la um and he reemerged a fixed man yeah and um, you can see he's still got some issues right <laughs> right so so the homage thing the the when when you show a sign or a symbol like that it would be very much like say a christian band who puts a cross in the video it's a it's a declaration of what they believe and it's an homage to it yeah, I, I think so. I think it's like um, a good example would be, you know, because like an eyes wide shut, you kind of see it in that film. And oh, we, uh, can't even, we can't even talk about eyes wide shut because we'll be here all night. Oh, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's like rabbit holes within rabbit holes. I've done. Let's see. I wrote <laughs> I wrote about eyes wide shut in my, my book Kubrick's code, and I barely scratched the surface on the damn topic. Mm-hmm. Then I did, did a what, six hour six podcast? episodes. It's yeah, six, <laughs> six hours of podcasting on it, six episodes. And then uh, it's funny because I right before our show, I was listening to William Ramsey. He's interviewing a guy. I should get his name. Uh, and this guy's this guy's going all the way in. He's going mega deep. I don't have his name anyway. Sure. Sorry, sorry, dude. Uh, William Ramsey show has a show on it, and and he's going into this minutia detail and i'm like i can't believe there's more to this like i barely scratched the surface on this damn thing well it really is more to find yeah it really is an insane i mean the 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 did kubrick do it all did he write the script and and i mean there surely there had to have been more hands in the pot for as deep and symbolic and you know deep as that rabbit hole goes for that story there's there's no way that one man put that all together or did right yeah, well, Kubrick did a lot. Um, he actually, I, if I recall, he changed writers. Like someone wrote the script, and then he then he had it changed again because it it comes from the uh, Tromnavell story by a guy named Arthur Schnitzer, yes. who's a real weirdo, mm-hmm. um, a guy he logged every orgasm he ever had. I mean, these oh, dudes boy. are strange folks. <laughs> um, but you know, Kubrick, he was pretty notorious for. Uh, kind of doing everything like he, he that's why it took him so long to make i mean he would go 15 years between movies or whatever uh it, real interesting dude um but yeah he uh it, it, that that topic of the sacrifice you you see that at bohemian grove like a lot of a lot of people are more yes. familiar with that kind of topic uh, you know it's funny i've got a tattoo of a uh, eyes wide shut stuff on my arm and i I, I'm yet to find one person who knows what I'm talking about. I'm like, really? You guys never seen Eyes Wide Shut? Oh, it's such a it's but, a great movie. It's a <laughs> yeah, movie, you know? it's 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 crazy, Bill. But the um, the uh, the Bohemian Grove. Yes. Every year, these elites. This this is a great example. The elites gather. It's a boys' club. We're not supposed to know what they do in here. They say it's just like a oh, it's just a camping thing. We hang out and talk about big boy stuff. And uh, you know, every year they do a cremation of care ritual to this big giant stone owl Mm -hmm. which you know the owl represents the goddess of wisdom sophia in the gnostic in the gnostic mythology and they they take a child they say it's an effigy of a child not a real one and they burn them alive they burn them and sacrifice them to this giant stone owl and you know that's where like alex jones came in and i think it was the mid 90s or early 2000s when he infiltrated bohemian grove and got footage of it uh it's just bizarre you this think, is a, yeah this is why a, is the president ritual yeah why is the president hanging out doing this sacrifice of a kid to some giant stone owl in the woods and they say oh it's just symbolic of this that and the other 
Yeah, I've heard the see the the official explanation. Uh, you're cremating care. You're burning away the cares of the world so you can party in fraternity with people from around the world and network with them. So then you can go on to do things like global business and you know so on and so forth. And the idea I think um, that a lot of people conveyed way back when was that a lot of these um, organizations like the UN, the European Union, the Council of uh, um, the Trilateral Commission, um, you know, other organizations like that are for their bonds are forged through organizations that meet at places like Bohemian Grove and, and cremate the caraway. And again, like I said, party and fraternity, enjoy one one another's company. And that's kind of, you know, but I agree with you wholeheartedly when you have so many people in power condensed into one area. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, in a democracy, I feel like that stuff should be done in the public stage. So we have an opportunity to understand what's going on because, you know, <laughs> yeah, and this goes know. back to the beginning. You know, Ken Burns, he's got a show about Benjamin Franklin right now, and I, I haven't started it yet. I got it recording. Um, and I'm curious to see if they're going to talk about Benjamin Franklin's association with the the uh, the Hellfire Club. And okay, this was a group, very similar idea, right? It's like these polit politicians and elitists that would get together and they would wear masks so that they could have orgies, which is, of course, you know, the plot from Eyes Wide Shut. It's, it's what we're uh, all trying to do, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what and, this is all about. And it goes back through... Um, and this is the same idea. That's what the that's why I was watching show is so fascinating because it's an idea. A lot of people, you know, and, and no fault of their own, don't realize that this is a recurring theme about our elite power structures. They hang out, they wear the masks, and they, uh, you know, a little bit of ego suppression there for uh, so that they can do what they want to do. But it goes back to Francis Dashwood's Hellfire Club, who you know Benjamin Franklin was doing this stuff, and. It goes back to uh, Francois Rabelais, who had a, a similar place called the Abbey of Thelema, which Damn. is where Aleister Crowley got his religion of Thelema. And in fact, that's where he got the phrase do without will from, because that used to be posted on the Abbey of Thelema, which was a place where anything goes, you know, do without oh, yeah. will. He actually um, ended up getting kicked out of Italy because of that. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and and there, there were claims that Crowley sacrificed a child in Italy at his Abbey of Thelema that he sort of rebuilt over there. Uh, there's lots of weird stuff going on and lots of weird connections to, again, all of these occult ideas of channeling entities and, and doing ritual magic. And it's always like this weird power trip, but there's, there is a spiritual element to all of these, these strange things that are happening. For sure. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that um, and, and you know, I don't I, I do want to make it clear too. I don't have a problem with fraternity. I don't have a problem with even people meeting in secret and taking oaths to one another. I don't care about that. Um, I just want politicians to be honest with their intentions. And that's kind of the idea of democracy is that we're supposed to be able to have an element of trust between us and the leaders. And I think that when, you know, things get a little too weird, people like us, you know, and, and I think a lot, like you said, a lot more people nowadays are looking at a lot of this stuff and they're going, this is not what I signed up for. What's my vote doing? Things kind of, you know, it, a lot of things need to change. And so do many of the people involved in those things. Yeah, and I, I think their days are numbered I, of being able to sort of get away with anything. I, I would think. I don't know. It seems like a lot of people are becoming aware of a lot of these seemingly strange ideas, but maybe not. Maybe it's not enough to really make a difference, and they can just kind of keep doing what they're doing. And, and that takes us back to the whole reason of why they're doing the censorship thing is they if they can keep it off the first page of Google, people will never know about it. So I mean, right. it's possible. There's that. But then, you know, like it also kind of goes back to the the ultimately it kind of goes back to the theme of my show, which is like hardcore and punk rock. But, you know, this idea that it's created this um, corporatist structure that kind of has an ability to supersede law and has an ability to have way more control over your life than uh, an entity, as we put it earlier, um, really should. 
you know, uh, it's kind of, kind of freaky. Like, you know, you had mentioned earlier, you were talking about surveillance banning and free speech issues, um, are weird enough because, you know, I, I come from old hardcore and punk rock and heavy metal. I'm all about free speech and free expression. I love that more than anything. And I would so much rather have a metal band be able to get up on stage, um, and scream hail Satan and all that stuff. than you know, have some, some people's ideas get banned off of a platform. Uh, but it freaks me out that companies, have the power to you know like it's so the the infrastructure is so big and powerful that they really do have the power to infringe on rights at this point because we're talking about a digital public square that we're in right now yeah you know what the kicker is um i'm always you know i people talk about this this free speech thing and you know the truth is these are corporations they can do whatever they want but the problem is corporations like Google were started with government taxpayer funds. So for them to be able to censor is a real problem, I think. And, and I'm with you, man. I think, I think if I think I'm totally all for metal bands talking about worshiping Satan, I don't care. Go for it. Like, yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) And in fact, it's, it's funny because I started watching episode one of that Benjamin Franklin show last night. And, um, there was a great quote, that Benjamin Franklin wrote down, he said, without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom. Sure. Uh, and he was talking to, and he goes on to talk about, there's no liberty without freedom of speech. And, you know, it really raises a lot of questions about this kind of stuff. And they, they want to make freedom of speech very dangerous. That's why, you know, like, like I've, I'm sure you followed me long enough that I'm not a right wing guy. I'm a pretty liberal guy, but I don't, I don't, tie up to the democratic party see, i think I don't they're see, just as rotten yeah i don't see free speech as a right-wing issue i've seen people right. label it that and it's not it's you're it's well, just it used to right. be it's, yeah right and 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 the problem is that they are using they're going to use stuff like january 6th as an example of why they got to surveillance us and do and limit our free speech and it's all crazy like this goes back to um this goes back to 9-11 with the Patriot Act. It's the same thing. It's always this trade-off of supposed safety for freedom um, or in exchange for our privacy, you know? And, uh, you know, it's really upsetting. I, I don't know. Like, I get how there's limitations on free speech. You know, they always use that example of you can't scream fire in a, in a crowded theater. Like, I get it. I get it. But I think it's a pretty scary place when you can't have people talk about you know, as crazy as it is different conspiracy theories and, and, you know, it's, it's up to the, it's, and it, and it sort of speaks to the value of education. Like we need an educated public because if, if people knew how to research, they could look this stuff up for themselves and make it their decision. Like you can have a guy like Alex Jones say whatever he wants about, I'm not gonna say the, the words, but the S H O O K shootings that happened several years back, which is a very uh, he's, in, he's like in court for that right now or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because he said a lot of stuff about how it was all fake and all whatever. Right. And I fully support him being able to say that, like, is it kind of gross and kind of, you know, a little dangerous and a little bit insensitive? Sure. A million percent. Yeah. But he's saying these things and it's up to the people to research and decide whether or not they want to believe it. It's not the government's place to dictate what the truth should be allowed to be said. I mean, of all people, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, like you guys lie to us on the regular. What are you talking about? You exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, um, and, and, I, and corporations are the same too, right? It's just power structure. It has nothing to do with the government per se. It's like government corporations, power structures. They, they, they constantly have to balance their, the, the powers that be because they know we've got the numbers as a, you know, common populace for sure. Yeah. And no, it's, it's a, it's a strange phenomenon. That's for sure. And, and I think it all comes down to um, this, this need that humanity has to dominate for some reason, you know, there's not, there's too many people that don't want to just enjoy life. They want to dominate. It's weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it either. Cause I don't have that. I, it's like you said at the beginning of the show, man, like I don't, I don't get why it seems like it's a bigger hassle <laughs> than anything. It does. To, 
but they there's a i think i think there's a higher calling spiritual purpose for it and when you start peeling that onion back it's an occult doctrine an occult philosophy perhaps i mean it wouldn't be the first time that a religion has driven a body of people to do some wild stuff right now right. okay so um i want to because i've got you for a little bit longer i want to jump into uh some of the content that you've been posting recently i have a couple notes i haven't listened to the aliens episode yet so i'm just going to do a quick rundown real quick and then i want to talk about the most recent one just because i'm super interested in it but yeah. um so you know you did the uh talk about elon musk um you talk about the russian dark arts which is super interesting anybody who's listening you got to check this stuff out it really is you talk about the the will smith chris rock and the grammys and the oscars and you know all that stuff that was uh you know you're more like you kind of jumped uh, in, back into like the Hollywood type content, which is great. The studio six, six, six thing, which I listened to today. And it was, <laughs> dude, I loved that. Um, I thought the most fascinating part about that was, uh, the sigil tattoo, the, we don't have to dissect it. If anybody wants oh. you, ha you should listen to this, but, um, the, the John Bonham sigil tattoo, I thought that was fascinating. And I thought that speaks to what you were saying about sigils earlier, about how people can use them as personal drivers to influence them in their life, in their yeah. life. Yeah. Um, Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl's an interesting character, man. And he really and is. When you dig into his, his book, the storyteller, his autobiography he talks about, I mean, he flat out says it. He says he did rich craft rituals and he was doing a seance to John Bonham. And he talks, he alludes to it a couple of times in the book about how he could have sold it seemed like he sold his soul to the devil yeah. for his musical ability. And then, and then the movie, right? The studio six, six, six movie is almost a verbatim besides all the sensational like kills and stuff, almost a verbatim <laughs> retelling of the story of the recording of their 10th album, which is, yeah. it's so bizarre. And then to have Taylor Hawkins die. Yeah. And rest, I don't piece, know, man, an amazing musician. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, at the time that he went, what a what a strange situation is. Has it come out what happened to him yet? Because no, as, as far as I knew, they, they said he had, what was it, like eight or ten different drugs in the system. But I don't think there was anything that was uh, particularly bad. I don't know. Maybe is, uh, you know, sometimes people die from mixing medication, you know, fairly sure. safe medications with each other. Sure. Yeah, I, as far as I know, I think they're just doing the autopsy waiting for the, you know, blood toxicology to come. I don't know. Something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, you know, I thought it was super fascinating content. That's interesting. But I, I also want to talk about the aliens because um, I had, I used to do a podcast. I did six episodes of a podcast with my friend and we had uh, our oldest or my old astronomy teacher, who is a, um, a MUFON field researcher who investigates uh, UFO reports. And he would come on the show and do this little segment where he would tell us a UFO story and we would analyze it for the show. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the show, we would determine whether or not we believed it. And to be honest with you, um, when we started the show, uh, I was all about it because I've always, you know, I started listening to Art Bell um, when I was a kid. I used to listen to him with my grandma. And I think that's what started me on the, in this realm. And as we were talking about it, it really became uh, way too in depth. I realized how in over my head I, I was. I didn't know what I was thought. I, I didn't realize how deep that topic is and how deep that topic runs. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on, and again, I haven't listened to you your newest episode yet, but I wanted to get your opinion on the most recent. Uh, government documents that came out because they have some really fascinating tidbits in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, and I'll try, I see we're, we're coming up on about five, 10 minutes here. Yeah. Um, I'll, okay. So for the people who don't know, there was a FOIA request submitted back. So, okay. So in 2017, <laughs> I know this is such a big I feel thing. you, so, bro. No. In 2017, the Pentagon comes out and says, Hey, we've been studying UFOs and it's this project called a tip. And this guy, Lou Elizondo has been the program manager and blah, blah, blah. Here's a couple of videos of UFOs. And 
back when that happened, the British tabloid paper, The Sun, submitted a FOIA request and said, hey, let's see what you guys got, which a lot of confusion here for me because I was under the impression our own government did this and said, hey, we need a full report. And we got a nine page report in June of 2021. That was supposed to be this huge to do. And it was nothing. And I was like, really? That's We're going to have all the answers. Yeah. And yeah, the British tabloid paper, The Sun, they got 1,500 pages, which I would argue is what we were supposed to get in America. But whatever, right? And this report, it includes all these studies about UFO sightings that, that people had, um, advanced technologies, invisibility cloaks, uh, talks about plan they're making plans for deep space exploration which ties us into the breakaway civilization topic that seems to be a pretty hot topic for people that are into um, what the elites are really trying to do with all this stuff and it talks about people getting injuries and burns and brain damage uh, from these aliens from these ufos from encounters and radiation burns Uh, but what i found the most interesting was that they were talking about poltergeists and <laughs> crop circles and paranormal activities being categorized as part of this whole study. And this is exactly what that's the, the opinion that I sort of feel about the aliens that they're interdimensional, not extraterrestrial. This goes back to uh, John Keel. Um, I think he's the guy that wrote about the Mothman prophecies. Anyways, in the seventies, he wrote this book called the eighth tower. And in it, if you read it, it talks about all, he basically, he's the first one that I know of. I mean, maybe someone else did it before him, but he's the first one that I knew of that was talking about how, you know, Bigfoot and aliens are kind of all the same phenomenon. It, it, he calls them the ultra terrestrials, mm-hmm. meaning they're all this paranormal stuff is just happening in another dimension. And it's, how do we how are people observing this how are these things really happening well there's you you have to believe in this idea of you know interdimensional travel or multiverses or something and ironically that's kind of what we're seeing in the movies right now there's all these you know doctor strange low-key uh be coming out i want to see called everything everywhere all at once and all has to do with multiverse theory yeah and the quantum physics like it's being explained yes yeah yes and and that's funny because tom DeLong, yep. he started to the <laughs> stars academy and he's doing the same thing they yeah. wrote him and peter lavenda a, a guy who's very well versed on the occult wrote books for i thought to that the was stars such academy. a strange matchup dude oh when i, when I so heard weird. i heard he was putting out a book and then i heard that he had a co-author and then i heard that it was peter lavenda and i was like that's what yeah, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it should fit, but I, I think if you look at how I believe they're trying to do a disclosure about the occult truth of aliens, yeah, and maybe they have some understandings in quantum physics that explains what's happening. I, I don't know, but mm-hmm. you know, to see an occult guy like Peter Lavenda teaming up with Tom DeLong, a Freemason, to tell us. <laughs> to basically perform the disclosure activity for the government. And also they said, we're also going to make some movies and some fictional books to sort of discuss some of these points with the public. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just the way it goes. You know, in America, we get, we get entertainment to tell us what the, what, what's real and what's not. So, and that, and that all might sound a little goofy if actual government documents like confirming this weird stuff weren't right. coming out, you know what I mean? That's, that's really the kicker because when I got into this stuff as a kid um, and I was really into aliens and Bigfoot and like your like entry level type stuff, that's like safe conspiracy theory type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got into that, you know, it was all hearsay word of mouth. It was all um, like photocopied, pieces of paper with information on it and whatever that just you know was super underground and now it's like being verified by actual government documents that are coming out it's just yeah it's it's very weird to watch yeah it's weird that it hasn't picked up more sort of energy than it has but i think people are so 
they were so distracted and fried out from from reality I, I i guess it's just maybe going unnoticed i'm not sure i, I envy that being I fried know. out from reality i know it, <laughs> it must be nice to just not worry about that stuff but yeah the breakaway civilization stuff that they talked about that's kind of alarming because you know the israeli former space chief was talking about this being a thing the space Galat- space galactic federations uh gary mckinnon who hacked nasa claims that he saw spreadsheets with different personnel attached to certain space galactic federations and then you've got the strange timing of the u.s space force which you know the u.s space force isn't stationed on the moon they're stationed on earth and i think it's because through projects like project stargate and all these different cia ventures of understanding the paranormal they don't need to go to the moon to go to talk to these aliens they go interdimensionally and they remote view and they harness a lot of these occult parapsychology ideas to make it happen god damn now he's dropping the real bombs <laughs> isaac weishaupt where can people find you at man i'm all over the place um they can go so i've got a thing allmylinks.com backslash isaac w that is where you can find links to everything i've got the podcast my books are on amazon and audible um if if people are they want to keep it real basic and simple just follow me on instagram at Isaac Weishaupt. And uh, that's where, you know, you can, you can catch some of the ideas I'm presenting in little video clips and nice little images. And someday you'll be able to, you'll be ready to deep dive into it and get on the podcast feed and all that stuff. He's a nice guy and he does great content. I'm telling you, seriously, I follow two people on uh, Patreon. You're one of them. Nice. And, Who's the other one? Uh, Jamie Josta, the singer of hate breed. Um, I highly suggest that he has a really, really good show. Okay. Um, yeah, he used to host uh, Headbangers Ball on MTV. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I used hey, to I used to be in the metal long time ago, but I've, okay. I've been out of it for a while. Um, Jamie does really, really good, really, really good content. He actually does uh, occasionally. He'll he's kind of into the conspiracy stuff, but I think he leans away from it just because his audience is more metal focused. Every now and then, um, he has an interesting little thing like that, and. Uh, you know, most of it is music, music interviews, inside baseball type stuff. But it's okay. It's a, well, it's I know a, a lot of them guys. You know, I did Chris Jericho's show twice, and a lot of them metal guys. Man, I think I think everyone's in the conspiracy is my theory. But you know, yeah, I didn't know you were on uh, Jericho's show, but that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I did it twice. I did it just. Uh, I did it about a year and a half ago, and then I just did it recently, a couple months ago, where we did a whole discussion about my uh, Alien books, Use Your Illusion One and Two. Yeah, that's fantastic, man. That's so cool. Yeah, he's a cool um, dude. He's a nice guy. Yeah, that's really cool, dude. Well, um, I'll tell you what, you got to follow Isaac on Patreon, and you're also on Rockfin too. Um, I yes. have not gotten into Rockfin, but from what I understand, you pay for the subscription, get a multitude of subscribers, right? Yeah, and and like I tell people, like I don't care which one they they subscribe to me on, um, but Rockfin, it's it's ten bucks a month. And you get access to, you know, all of my stuff that's like bonus episode ad free stuff. But then you get access to stuff like, you know, Sam Tripoli. He does a thousand shows a week and all of those are on Rockfin. There's some geopolitical stuff on there. There's some MMA stuff on there. There's some uh, uh, like Roman Greco wrestling. I think like Penn State has a pretty well renowned wrestling team and they've I don't I don't know what they do. I don't follow it, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, there's a whole there's a whole catalog of different things on there. Eddie Bravo, in fact, the big announcement happened last week. Eddie Bravo is starting a podcast that's going to be exclusive to Rockfin. Uh, if people are in Eddie Bravo and he does, you know, he does MMA, but I think the show is going to be more conspiracy related, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, he's an entertaining guy. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of good a lot of good options on Rockfin for sure. Is he also on the um uh mount rushmore <laughs> yeah yeah Is that's he? right that's that you're that's on the, there that's the highlight of my career yeah it was alex jones then eddie bravo then me and then i don't know the other two guys i i don't listen to every episode of tinfoil hat i listen to probably one every three months or something just he puts out a lot of stuff oh i can't keep up man yeah if i if i had a job i used to you know i've had a million jobs and there was several it, the the cruel irony is i had jobs where i was a janitor and a mechanic and I could have been listening to podcasts, but those were like years before podcasts became a thing. So sure. Uh, if I had a certain job, I could probably knock down all these, but you know, stay busy. <laughs> all right. Well, Hey, I'm going to wrap up the show here. Um, if you could stay on for just like two minutes afterwards, I just want to chat with you real quick. 
I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. This means the world to me. Um, you know, I, I'm glad to make contact. This was a great conversation, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you. Thank you.